As a business owner, you want to start with ethics as your primary uh, you know, goal is to run your business ethically, treat your employees with respect, uh, treat your clients with respect. Plumbing is recession proof. I would even go as far to say depression proof. If you're a plumbing business owner or you're a plumbing business technician, just know that there's going to be endless opportunities, even at a downturn. If you don't have a referral partner strategy in this time, I do think this should urge you to start and to create that with other home service businesses. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the HVAC and Plumbing Hustle podcast. And today I have Mike Prinkavage Jr. on from The Family Plumber. How you doing, Mike? Good, good. How are you, man? It's good to see you. Doing very well. Thank you very much. We're talking about ways to increase call volume in an economic downturn. And we're going to talk about where the, the economy is right now, where it's going, how that will affect home service businesses, how to kind of adjust to this new reality that we're experiencing. I think we can both safely say that we are in a recession, even though we don't want to say it. It's like it's like the bad word. Yeah, you don't want to say it, but I mean, it's it is true. Yeah, we're 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 in it. We're in it now. We're in it. So now we have to figure out what to deal with, how to deal with it. So join us for that. And we're also we're going to brainstorm on things we could do for increasing call volume in this situation. We all get a little scrappier when things hit us in the face. And I, I think anyone who's been in business this last five years can also say that they've been prepared for this, right? Because absolutely COVID yeah. hit us in the face, a bunch of other stuff has hit us in the face. And now we're just, we're kind of used to it, maybe, I hope. Yeah. Oh yeah, COVID, I mean, COVID was an anomaly, right? Yeah. And most, most business owners, if, if you were in the trade industry, if you were failing during COVID, then you, you didn't know how to run a business. But uh, but now COVID has kind of uh, subsided, but now we're now we're looking at some serious challenges with this recession. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into it. I'm excited for this, it's gonna be good. All right, could you give a one or two minute background real quick on just you, the company, where you're at and where you've come from? Yeah, so my name is Mike Prinkavage Jr. Um, I am the owner of The Family Plumber. Uh, we are based in North Orange County, a little town called Los Alamitos. A lot of people don't know where it's at, but uh, more specifically, we're located right between Long Beach and Huntington Beach here in uh, Southern California. Um, I am a second generational owner. Uh, my father actually started our company 34 years ago, um, and uh, he was uh, fortunate enough to serve the community for quite a while, uh, more recently retired a few years ago, and uh, and I actually had not come to the company after graduating uh, college. I had I decided to get into the automotive industry uh, first, so I actually worked for Toyota Motor Corp for a while. Uh, moved out to Boston, uh, so I lived on the East Coast for a little while, and then uh, you know what? Honestly, the winters were just too much. I, I couldn't handle it, so I decided to move back. And uh, in doing so, I, I seized an opportunity to come back to the family business and uh, and take it over. Um, but the, the whole goal of mine uh, coming back was actually build on the great reputation that my my father started, um, you know, for so many years. And uh, local community has always been a focus of mine. But uh, but we are uh, heavily involved with the community. Um, I, more so, I actually serve uh, the contractors associations called PHCC, uh, the plumbing, heating, cooling contractors uh, here locally. I've served every director position all the way up to president um, for the past three years. 
locally, I've served on the state board for PHCC as well, uh, managing nine different chapters throughout California. And then more recently, I was appointed uh, as a director for PHCC National. Uh, so I serve on business development for uh, the National Committee. And we're in 49 states, uh, excluding Hawaii, which would be amazing at some point if we can lock that 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 uh, state in. Uh, it'd be great to travel out there. But uh but PHCC is great. We are Nextstar members as well, um, and uh, and I'm working more on serving the the board with Nextstar as well. But and you know you guys are successful, right, with the revenue side of things. And I also talked through your. I'm not going to publicize your numbers or anything like that. But like you care about profit and gross profit and all these things. You also care about running a highly ethical company and about standard operating procedures and things like this. And I always like to hear about that and learn from guys like you because I am also trying to do a lot of those types of things in my business. And a lot of this, it's interesting, different types of businesses, a lot of the fundamentals are still running a business at the end of the day. So I love learning from you, even though I, I don't do plumbing, you know, so. I mean, it, it all starts with ethics, right? So, yeah. um, you know, there's there's so many influencers out there. Uh, not only in the plumbing space, but as you know, you've, you've been in roofing and, and uh, HVAC and and the the top influencers that I would say, you know, that really, you know, uh, drown out the noise are the ones that are doing things ethically, in my opinion. And uh, and as a business owner, you want to start with ethics as your your primary uh, you know, goal is to um, is to run your business ethically, treat your employees with respect. Uh, treat your clients with respect. Uh, and at the end of the day, it always comes back tenfold. I, I guarantee it. I've been in so many si situations, scenarios in, in my life personally, as well as business life, where it always comes back to uh, to benefit your company. I mean, uh, so so do it ethically. Do it right. <laughs> oh, 100%. And I always think of it like, let's say you do get the money that you want, right? Like, And a lot of people do. A lot of people do, especially in trades. And I, I know that we're talking about economic downturn, but business has been good, right? And business has been good for a lot of trade businesses and, and people that have been around for a while and doing things right and pushing and it's reputation, right? Like ethics equals good reputation equals a lot of long-term business. And in addition to that, it's like, if you are going to get money, might as well have a clean conscience while you're there. Cause let's say you were, no matter what, you're going to get money. It's just like, it might take a little longer to do it with a clean conscience, but at least when you get there, you can enjoy it fully. And that, that, that term reputation means so much to, to, to me and our, our organization um, and any organization that I'm a part of um, you can lose your reputation, you know, overnight, you know? And so it's very important, you know, if you're, if you're just starting your company or you've been established, well-established, you're a second generational owner like I am, always keep reputation at the top of your list as uh, one of those things that uh, you really have to keep a stronghold of. And um, yeah, because it, 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 it can shift. It can shift quickly. And okay. <laughs> um, OK, we're going to go into economic downturn one second here. But I will tell you, what, as a marketing agency, it is very easy. Like people love to hate on marketing agencies. I don't know if you've seen that. But it is tough. It is tough out here to try to like maintain any semblance of like a clean like vibe because people people love to you know it's just very easy. Um, it's it, one of the ones is like taking too many people in one area. Yeah. So that's that's one of the reasons that we're kind of in HVAC and plumbing now is because we were we're trying not to have too much concentration. We had like 
you know, we have a lot of roofers, so we're trying not to make sure that the or make sure that we can continue to grow, but not have too much concentration in some of these markets. Um, all right, let's get into economic downturn. Um, first question is, are we in a real recession? And how does that affect plumbing business calls in general? Oh, absolutely. Um, 100% we are in a real recession. Uh, and I fully anticipate that we'll continue down this path of recession, at least until the, the midway through the year of next year, 2024. Um, we, we've all noticed it. I've traveled the entire country uh, this year. Uh, it's been the biggest travel year of uh, my career and partly not only to grow my business, but also to network with other plumbing business owners. And the commonality uh, amongst the conversations I've had is our call volume is down. What do we do? Um, and it, it didn't just start, you know, towards the end of the year here. Um, this this started well into the beginning of the, the first quarter of 2023. And we've seen most plumbing companies, we've seen a drop at least about 20 to 30 percent in call volume uh, across the board. And so, yes, the, the big question is, how do we combat that? And, you know, what are what are small to midsize to larger companies doing to uh, to really, you know, stay stay focused on on bringing in new calls, but also, once again, uh, reputation means everything, retaining the existing clients that you have. How do we get those existing clients to call us back? So, yeah, and I'll just like from the marketer brain over here, note that like CPCs, cost per clicks in Google ads have gone up 20 to 30 percent okay. this year. So in kind of the correlation a little bit is like, it's more expensive if there's less and if there's less of them in general, and it's more expensive if you have more competitors coming in, um, not just like competitors popping up, but competitors trying this, this lead gen strategy, making it more competitive, driving that cost up because it's an auction model essentially. So, and I'm guessing that's not the only lead gen strategy that's costing more money, right? So that's just one that I'm very closely related to, but. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure the term saturation is is huge in your industry. Mm -hmm. So, I, I and it's the same in plumbing. I mean, to be honest, you know, saturated markets. Uh, we're fortunate enough, um, you know, here in Orange County that we I, I I've we've been doing this long enough, 34 years with my father starting the company. We know the the big players, and we we uh, you know we we know where there's a good majority of volume that we can actually tap into as far as uh, clients that. Uh, go unserviced or they're serviced by like handyman style plumbers that really need a, a licensed contractor in their home. Um, and Southern California is, uh, is a booming metropolitan area. So that I always tell contractors, especially, you know, uh, ones that are friends of mine, you know, here in Orange County, I'm like, there's plenty of fish in the sea, man. We're, we're, we're all in it to win it. And, uh, you know, but saturation's huge. Yeah. I can only imagine in the marketing side of things, how crazy oh, it totally. gets. Um, how do economic downturns and booms uniquely affect the plumbing industry? And what have you found to help kind of navigate this? Like, what are you starting to, what are the opportunities here? And how do you mitigate the, the negatives? Well, I'll start off. The biggest positive is I, I can say this without a doubt. Plumbing is recession proof, right? Recession proof. Uh, I would even go as far to say depression proof, uh, you know, plumbing 
uh, always has to get fixed somehow, some way. So if you're a plumbing business owner or you're a plumbing business technician, just know that there's going to be endless opportunities, even in a downturn. So think positively on that. Um, now, given when you the, said depression proof, I was just thinking about my toilet <laughs> and how long I would like let it pile up before <laughs> I had to get somebody in there. Uh, and well, now I'm curious. Now I'm going to ask you the question: How I'll talk? No, I'm just kidding. About a week, probably <laughs> a week. week. Yeah, that and that would be my wife probably being like, "Absolutely not! You get this fixed now. It doesn't matter. We'll buy ramen." There's, there's an old article uh, by Price Fisher, and it's, uh, it's, it's quite a big uh, deal in the plumbing industry. But, uh, you know, plumbers are the, the health and welfare of our, our nation. And it's true because imagine all the households just stop plumbing, stop clearing drains for a year, how, how disease ridden and everything else the, the world would be. So Exactly. Yeah, I, I saw a rant on Instagram the other day. It was like more important than healthcare, like uh, uh, than than doctors, because if you didn't have this, yeah, exactly. It just oh, absolutely. Disease. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, when it comes to the economic downturn, I mean, we're we're in it right now. Uh, I wouldn't say we're at the peak. Uh, a lot of economy experts are saying, you know, the first quarter of 2024 is really going to be a uh, testament to the way the entire year goes. So uh, those answers will probably be told to us at the end of January, uh, midway through February. Uh, I'm referencing actually a conference that I went to recently, uh, Nexstar, uh, which we're a part of uh, members. Nexstar Super Meeting was uh, hosted in Phoenix, and the economic expert had explained, you know, if you're if you're a plumbing business owner right now, you really really need to focus on cash flow. Make sure your cash flow is high. Make sure that you're leaning out. You're not overspending on on areas which you shouldn't. Um, obviously, payroll is one of those big um, you know expenses. Um, so, however you negotiate that within your business, make sure you have heavy cash flow going into quarter the first quarter of the year uh, is is guaranteed. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes when you're an early business owner, it's like kind of tempting to like spend all that money at the end of the year so you don't get taxed. Ah, yeah, taxes. <laughs> but it's like just because you spent it still gone <laughs> you know what i mean it's like still gone. Yeah. yeah you know like at gone. least with taxes you get to keep 60 percent of it you know or whatever it's nice to have money it's nice to have money in the bank keep a heavy cash flow however you can uh mitigate that you know on your numbers uh it's going to be so important i mean we the the reserve bank that typically most plumbing business owners go off of is a four to six month reserve bank for payroll so just make sure that you have a, uh, a cash flow, you know, that represents that that timeline, you know, that you have four to four to six months covered. I love that. Yep. Um, in this current economic downturn, what are you doing to evolve your business? Like, what are you looking at as like key app? Like, what are you moving around? What are you getting ready for that type of things besides cash? Like, I know you're probably like probably got some yeah. cash. What else are we doing? Yeah. So obviously, yeah, business side, financials, knowing your numbers going into 2024 is super important. But for us specifically, it's training, uh, training our guys, making sure that um, they are well equipped or as well equipped to go out and um, talk to our clients. Uh, conversion rate is huge for us. And 2024 is one of those things where we want to see higher conversion rates on these jobs. Um, I know with an e economic standpoint, 
clients are going to be really picky. Um, you know, they're going to uh, want to get the best deal possible. And that in, in their own right, I'm a, I'm a consumer of many other products other than plumbing. And I totally agree with it. So, uh, but our guys uh, need to be trained properly. So we're, we're investing in them through Nexstar and a few other avenues um, to make sure that they're properly trained to deliver the options to our clients uh, in a very uh, informative way, not a sales pitchy way. Um, and I think that's truly genuinely important that uh, a plumbing technician genuinely gives information. You're not technically selling, but you're giving information and you're doing follow up. Follow ups are so important. So um, so we're, we're we're actually working on, you know, ensuring that every single one of our clients that um, that haven't decided yet on the services that were option based and provided to them that they're followed up with within 24 hours um, uh, maximum time. So. Uh, we are working on that um, as well as a, a few other items, uh, proper training uh, when it comes to actually uh, the plumbing work. <laughs> as surprising as it is, everybody says it, but it's hard to find, you know, good guys and, and professional guys that know how to plumb. Um, but, uh, you know, one of our strategies is to make sure that those guys go to a PHEC trade school, uh, that they're becoming journeyman licensed plumbers. I think it's so important. Um, that's one of the things I'm truly passionate about is the trade school. So, um ensuring all of our guys are staying well-equipped, you know. And probably all this, like, does help in an indirect way with call volume because we're going to talk a little bit more about ways to increase call volume in these times. Um, referrals, right? We all love referrals. Like, I'm oh. marketing. I was just talking to Mike before this to the audience here about how everything we do in our marketing is essentially to increase referrals. Like, we have people on this podcast like uh, that I believe are influential in a way and, and smart and they could refer us. We have um, we're always kind of pushing. I, I always say push power to power. I always push power to the people that are in our that are in our industry that could refer us that have people that are their trusted advisors. We try to help them. So pushing power to the people in your local market that could refer you. And I always talk about adjacent services. So for us, I just, I like talking about us because it helps you understand this is what we do. Um, not just selling a service. Cause I don't do this for plumbers, but like for ourselves, all the service providers around what we do, we are trying to like, we use gifting. We gift those people. We're, we're in network with them. We're talking to them. We're being friends with them. Um, and that's our community. Like we, we create community with those people and you can do that too in your local market with other home service businesses that are in the home that are talking to homeowners and that may hear about problems related to what, what you have, what they have. And then it's also referring them, right? Like as you find ways to refer other home service businesses, wow, it's crazy how much you can get back and it does take time. That's why it's like no quick fixes. Unfortunately, in this moment, if you haven't done this the past year or two, you know, it's hard to just like all of a sudden, all right, let's start referring people and hope next month they refer us. That's not really quite how this works. But I would say if you don't have a, um, a referral partner strategy in this time, I do think this should urge you to start and to create that with other home service businesses to maybe even gift them. Like I'm doing with people in, you know, the trades is like, I'm gifting people. I'm um, 
going to events. I think those are two that I would say could help increase call volume long term. Are there any that you feel like in the moment, like, okay, leads are down this month, something I'm going to do for next month. Is there anything that you're doing right now? He does is he teaches the most valuable team in your business. He'll just add nothing but profit. There's so much money left in the call center. So much money. If you're not at a 90% booking rate, showing empathy on the phone, smiling on the phone, making sure they're having a better day after they got off the phone with you, then you need to call Power Selling Pros and see Brady. Well, there's there's two things, you know. Yeah, actually, on on your point about you know your your local referral network, um, mm-hmm. get to know get to know your enemies, <laughs> or not your enemies, but your yeah 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 your competitors, so, right? Your competitors, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. And you're, I would say, you know, without a doubt, I'm actually a, a really good example of that. Is here in Orange County, you know, through the PHC. You've got lots of enemies. Yeah, yeah, I got lots of enemies. No, <laughs> I have a lot of yeah, friends. If actually, you but. don't, you're not successful, Mike. So. No, we, we have good competitors and, and they, they are actually genuinely friends, uh, to be honest, you know, especially some of the ones that are closer to where my business is located. But it's always been important to actually, you know, stay, stay connected with your local community and the local contractors that are doing the exact same thing that you're doing. If you're a residential plumber, get to know that some of the residential competitors that you're up against. Um, yeah. One, uh, not only for networking purposes, but if you're developing a referral-based program, um, you know, I may be slow or I may be busy and a competitor down the street may be slow or busy. And those times sometimes are, are different from each other. So if I'm slower and I need the work, obviously, um, you know, to have a, a trusted partner somebody willing to send work our way uh, is totally, totally awesome. Um, so that has happened to you. Competitors oh. have sent you work. I get it all the time, get it all the time. And it, it's been great too, because uh, one of the things though, when you're when you're developing that type of relationship with your local competitors, um, you have to set some guidelines. And I think it's very important that if you're working with a local competitor and referring work back and forth, um, just make sure you know what's expected. I've seen so many friendships and or uh, collaborations that are being done where it, it turns into an all out brawl fest, you know, uh, yeah. oh, I referred this client, Mrs. Smith to you and and you ended up stealing her for the remainder of, of uh, you know, her service visits throughout the year and everything out like that. So, you know, one of the things that we try to do is work with our, our competitors that I'm willing to work with uh, to cross refer. And I tell them, you know, we're, we're going to put a guaranteed label sticker on that client's profile page through Service Titan so that we know that this was your referral that you sent our way. And that if they call again, we're going to actually refer that refer you as the primary contact uh, uh, plumbing company because that's just not right. You're not going to sit there and steal <laughs> steal clients like that, especially if they're if they're doing a good deed to help you out in a slow slow turn. So, um, I appreciate that. Um, it is like I know that we're going quick over this particular one, but I just want to note for some some people that haven't gotten a lot of referrals from competitors, they might have just. They might not even believe you right now. So what did you do to, <laughs> what did you do to get those? Like, what did, why do you think they were willing to do that in the first place? Honestly, in my case, it's, it's always relationship, right? So it's always the promise that we, we want to take care of your clients. And I know you're a great company. You can take care of our clients. 
Like, let's let's just work together. I go back to that that statement I said earlier. There's plenty of fish in the sea. And I think the, the contractors that we partner with uh, for cross-referring, they understand that. So they understand, you know, um, there's always going to be work out there. So there's no there's no sense in saying, you know what, I can't. I, I'm doing a disjustice by not serving my client by referring it to, say, Mike at the Family Plumber so that they can get their plumbing needs handled and I retain that client for the future. Um, if they think that, you know what, I'm going to postpone this client another two weeks because I'm so busy, I'm so overwhelmed, um, it's not going to work out for them. They're, they're going to have an unhappy customer. So I just see it as a win-win, to be honest, in those scenarios. And there's really no, there's no financial back and forth. It's really just this, this written you know policy that we say you know what we're gonna we're gonna help support each other you know and just keep me informed are you are you heavy on workload are you slow on workload you know let's cross refer so i i think it's um i I think it's great and it's worked out really well for us i would say off the top of my head we have at least six to seven uh competitors within a 10 mile radius of us that um that are are just great human beings that are willing to do that back and forth so Mm -hmm. I love that, man. What else do you do right now in these? And I know you've had a couple of slow months in the um, this experience of what we're all experiencing with recession stuff. So what are some things you're doing right now to try to increase call volume? Yeah, so I've really kind of uh, delved a lot more into retention, uh, you know, bringing mm. existing clients. We have a client database of over 30,000 uh, existing clients and you know to sit there not have the calls come in uh, which we were subjected to over the past you know i'd say the past two quarters it's been a lot slower on call volume um you know one of the biggest things to help promote call volume is we've been working heavily with marketing pro through service titan uh, and retention uh, their built-in uh, reputation manager system which sends out uh, survey notifications and or follow-ups on your experience in general with our company um, or just just little check-ins email check-ins has been uh, crucial to bring revenue back to our company so we've actually um, since june and using marketing pro we've been able to increase our uh, call volume uh, roughly there in about 45 percent on just our existing clients alone so really don't look you know it's very costly to acquire a new client when you already have them in your database go after them, you know, and if you don't have a membership program right now, make sure you, that you do have a membership program, reoccurring services, at least in the plumbing industry, tankless water heater flushes, um, mainline maintenances, uh, all those keep accurate record keeping so you can follow up with those clients. Um, you know, so in, in a slow uh, call volume state, you just set them up and say, you know what, uh, Mrs. Smith, we haven't seen you for a little over a year. Uh, your tankless unit uh, does require you know, some maintenance, uh, we'd love to come out and service, you know, and, and uh, it, it's, it's really been a true focus for us. We've been able to gain a lot of uh, traction off of it. So. I love that. I love that. Um, how hardcore are you on? Like, have you done shared leads? Um, are you into Google ads, local service ads, that type of stuff at all? Or what do you, any like paid lead sources you want to share? That you yeah. Push- so we, we do hire an SEO company to uh, go in and, and manage all the uh, the paid leads. Um, we, we've delved into all of it. And more specifically, um, we we haven't really been focused on outwardly going outside of our service area by much, um, whereas most companies are we're, we're kind of unique in that way. And what I mean is, like, we're not driving, you know, 
30 miles, 40 miles um, outside of our county of Orange County, um, that sort of thing. We're, we're actually, for 22 trucks, we're actually niched in a 10-mile service radius. Um, that falls in line with the retention, um, everything that we do for our clients to help them. Um, so our marketing focus online has always been kind of uh, pinpoint to our 10-mile radius. Um, that The, the pay-per-clicks um, have been useful. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of more naive on, on the uh, online exposure, but we, we have a great company that we work with that's, uh, that's helped Ooh. out with it. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's very important to, uh, to keep the new customers engaged and, um, you know, it, it, only to grow your reputation as well. Absolutely. 100%. And if you're not doing that well, then I think you can waste, it all goes to hell. <laughs> you waste a lot of money on this other stuff, right? Like, so this is foundational and you're growing this business in a, in a, that's the strongest thing. I, I definitely think about base of power and that 10 mile radius is your base of power. And you've got, uh, it's also like, right. The vans going around in that area, like, you just start, it's easier to make a sale too, just because the rep, reputation, vans, other local marketing. If you do Facebook ads, you can really concentrate them in these zip codes. Like um, if you ever do direct mail, you can do a lot more direct mail in those areas. Um, and 10 miles is a lot of, a lot of space. And I'm guessing in California, you guys are pretty dense where you are. Very, very dense. Yeah, for sure. And uh yeah, I would say on that point too, you know, one of the biggest things is a lot of business owners, plumbing business owners don't recognize, am I spending too much on marketing? Am I not spending enough on marketing? Mm -hmm. And I, I've always through networking and everything like that, I've always kind of given a, a gauge of about 10% of your total gross earnings uh, should go towards marketing um, at, at a very minimum, you know, unless, unless you need to cut off that feed and you're doing something completely outside of the box, uh, general statistically, 10% uh, or more uh, should be devoted towards your, your marketing campaigns. As you grow, that's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to spend 10%. I'm not going to lie. I like spending money on marketing. It's just a fun, it's fun. And then yeah. if you include like gifting or some things like that, that are more like reputational focus, like it's just really fun in my experience. Oh yeah. It's great. Yeah. Towards the end of the year, we're always looking to acknowledge some of our, uh, HOA clients and, and, uh, associations, property managers, that sort of thing. So we send out gift baskets that that's all the fun stuff of business. You know, we, we have a police luncheon actually coming up tomorrow, which is great. Um, we, we serve our local community, bring pizza, you know, stuff like that. That's always the fun stuff. And that's all marketing, right? It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. Any other yeah. things that you're doing right now, as far as, um, lead volume? Uh, lead volume, uh, for the most part, it's, uh, it's just really focused on our local community. Uh, yeah. That's, that's huge for us. So, uh, serving the chamber of commerce for 2024 has been something that, um, I am personally just getting started with, and, uh, I I'm excited to actually do, um, as well as, um, staying, staying very close, uh, and tight with the, uh, community centers. We work, uh, heavily here in Los Alamitos with the youth center, um, the youth center is great. Uh, most communities have a youth center or they have a after hours uh, children's program. There's nothing better than to have a great reputation working with kids uh, and genuinely wanting to work with the yeah. organization. But but that uh, that perception uh, for your company to really uh, be highlighted with the 
with the parents of those kids and say, oh, you know, the family plumber, they do so much for the local youth youth center and all the events that are going on. So, so we're really focused on, on community right now and, and I love uh, it. making our name a staple. Yeah. I want to, I want to acknowledge that this is the ideal and that the long-term community stuff that increases relationships and brand is the ideal. And I'm going to do some like, here's a checklist real quick for those of you who are a little bit more like thirsty at the moment. Cause you know, yeah. somebody listening to this that might be a little bit more thirsty for leads and oh, yeah. we all get thirsty for leads every once in a while. So I want to be respectful to those people. One take this is my normal checklist so i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna blow any minds here if you're advanced students one take complete ownership for your results don't blame don't sit out here blaming all these low-end lead gen companies that they suck sorry <laughs> um start learning marketing set up a google business profile fill it out completely and comprehensively start yeah. getting reviews two Ensure you've got consistent branding. Set up your social pages just to look nice. Share on your personal social profiles that, hey, we're open for business and we're ready to help. Hey, remember, we're here for all of your plumbing or whatever service needs, right? Three, share helpful content. Short videos. They do not have to be fancy. Little how-tos. Common questions. Just be yourself. Seriously, just be yourself. It does not have to be formal. It does not have to be crazy professional. Still in home services and plumbing, videos in general are above and beyond most of your competition, just being there and available. Four, and then I'm going to take a second to let's, I want to hear your reactions to this. Yeah, Four, those are all good. Get a basic website at least. Um, like if you, like I sell websites, so I'll just give a cheap version out here too. There's something called theme forest and on hooks, YouTube, I just walked you through how to set up a really basic, an hour video of like, I show you in one hour, how to set up a very basic website with theme forest, like 60 bucks. And, um, it's not that hard. Get a basic website up at least even Fiverr, just to, if you don't have one yet. Right. Yeah. Get on every local directory you can. So look up local directory listings and you can like spend a hundred bucks to just get on like a hundred directories and make sure your name, address, and phone number are consistent and they should match your Google business profile. So that Google is like, all right, there's a hundred listings for this website out here. It must mean this website is at least somewhat important. Maybe I'll show it. SEO takes a while, but this is the good, this is a good start. Any, anything to, I have, I have five more. I just want to make sure everyone gets some of these, but are, are there any reactions or thoughts on any of those? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, actually the simple stuff, you know, like what you're saying, your address being consistent uh, amongst all your, uh, all your profiles, um, whether it's social media or your, your review sites, um, Anything on on that matter, including your website, should always have consistent uh, 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 information that that's all the same. Um, that's one of the biggest things, as you know, being an expert expert marketer, is that Google and these search engines are optimizing search results for the the end user. Um, yeah. So, in doing so, if you have fictitious information, or it may not be fictitious, it's just not updated. Um, you know, number. 
Like sometimes people have forwarding numbers, right? And then they put that forwarding number on all their, like half the stuff. And then later on that forwarding number goes away and like half their directories are just going to nowhere, right? So just make sure it's like a number that you're going to have for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's become on that point, it's become really easy to develop forwarding numbers, especially through service Titan. You mm-hmm. can optimize a, 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 a performance number, uh, whether it's a local zip code or an 800 number, you can generate it in a matter of two seconds, but just know that you want to keep that number active. Uh, like what you're saying forever. Uh, you don't just throw it away. Um, that's revenue. Uh, for a client that gets used to using that link or that particular phone number, you're going to lose that client if you ever lose that number. So that's a great point. That's, that's real. Um, I'm going to bust through these last ones really quick. Five, be super aggressive about getting five-star reviews on Google. And then as soon as you can, try Google local service ads, Google guaranteed. In some areas, it's not as good as it once was. Do try it. If it is good in your area, it can be very good, right? Six, treat every customer like they will refer you five times, and many will. Seven, consider hiring. This is my normal list, so excuse me. I'm tucked in here. Consider hiring a more aggressive Google specialized team, whether that's Hook or somebody else. Um, Eight, keep going hard on social media, doing video content. And I think marketing around jobs. Like I think like something my buddy Dave Carroll from Dope Marketing always says is like, the best part about doing really pushing either postcards or, or Facebook ads to that local area where you know you get a lot of work is like they have the same, like the houses were built in the same time period. Yeah. So like, like marketing around jobs as much as you can allows people to like a lot of the same um, time built houses. And then um Nine, get really into referral partners like other home service businesses. And 10, I like being active on local Facebook groups next door yeah. and using just social media, like in, in the groups, group local groups to, to get in front of more local homeowners. Because all this marketing, no offense, like we go viral or whatever else, like if it's not to your local audience, it just doesn't matter that much. Like it's just... It's a wild goose chase half the time, but everything you do in local markets and local Facebook groups and next door, that's all money. So yeah, like, I just want to like encourage you to focus so much as you possibly, the more you can concentrate. That's why I love your strategy of doing like 10 mile focus. It's just a beautiful strategy. Yeah. Local is where it's at. And yeah, it's a, on that point, uh, online exposure locally, th- those are, those are free marketing avenues, uh, to your point, uh, community pages, um, you know, on Facebook, social media, any social media, um, you know, uh, avenue to go on those community pages, be more involved online. Uh, it, it just takes one click to come across the screen on one of your potential clients to be like, Oh, I've never seen this logo. Make sure you have a good logo and make sure you have a good website to lead them to. Uh, but um, it's very important, yeah, to keep that online uh, uh, community exposure. On the point about social media, too, outside of the box of marketing, uh, one of the biggest uh, issues that we found, you know, obviously in every trade is finding good people, right? Finding our, our, our niche employees and, and those guys that are really going to come in and, and do well for our company. It's actually gotten better. However, 
as advice from a business owner, one of the biggest things that I've found with social media, and I've talked about this across the nation as well at PHCC events, is that social media can be used for a uh, retaining tool and or a recruiting tool uh, for employees. Uh, most employees that sit across the desk from me that are interviewing, um, they are interviewing me as just as much as I'm interviewing them. They, they've already done the research. They've gone online. They've looked at our customer reviews and everything like that. The social media aspect of showcasing your company really puts the cherry on top. If a potential candidate comes in and, and actually you know does their research on your company, they go on your social media page, you better make sure that you have happy employees, that you have people that are uh, super ecstatic to be there. Um, you know, perception is everything. So that's very important to have that. And they like, those are great posts too. Like you think about the, the ones that do well on Instagram and yeah. like, I've been thinking about the, the, the breakdown of like generations, right? Like tech, like normally kind of Facebook's a little bit more of a Gen X thing. Yeah. Instagram's a little bit more of a millennials thing. And like TikTok is just a little bit more of like a Gen Z thing. Right. So like if, yeah. if we, if we oversimplified, like I'm on all three, you're probably on all three, but like the point is, is like, if you oversimplified, that's the concentrations. And like, so I think of like millennials being my, like I, I aim for millennials a little bit more employee recruitment. Like Instagram is a great place to put on like culture and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Based on like, you can go whatever, but choose, Choose a, an ideal employee kind of profile, just like you would an ideal customer profile, and make sure you're reflecting back what they would want to experience, right? Just like with an ideal customer, you want to reflect what they, a happy customer that's smiling, that's like having the experience of getting their plumbing problem fixed, right? That's the ideal visual the same goes for employees. And I will say, like, if you're marketing for employees on Facebook and Instagram, for instance, then customers are not going to hate that. You know what I mean? If they see happy customers, like they see happy employees, like having a Christmas party or they see a cute dog or a kid playing with a plunger or whatever it happens to be, like they're going to have a positive emotional reaction to that. I see some um, home service businesses in my area that all their billboards are actually towards employees. Like every, and I know it's because they're doing well because they're a client of ours. They're they're not doing well because they're a client of ours. I know they're I know they're doing well. I happen to know they're doing well because they're a client. Anyways, um, but they all their billboards are just like they're like happy anniversary, Joe, or like you know happy birthday, Ken, like happy you know all this type of stuff. Like and they they they're just like celebrating their people. And that's an interesting strategy. Yeah, no, it's good. And you should always be doing that on social media uh, content. <laughs> it's so funny. You cannot, uh, you cannot be posting just uh, in the plumbing industry, just toilets filled with poo. I mean, that's, yeah. I know it's not, I, a lot of, problem, man. That's, you a lot of business owners, yeah, they, they say, oh yeah, it's, this is clickbait, right? I yeah. hear that all the time. This is clickbait. No, it's not. Nobody wants to see that stuff. They, yeah. they want to see wholeheartedness. They want to see a company that's really showcasing, like what you said, you know, your employees 
showcase your employees. It, it's a win-win. You're you're not only uh, representing your company, your um, you know, to potential clients uh, and or potential employee candidates, but your employees love it too. I encourage all my guys. Hey, if you have a social media page, um, you know, and and we have a few of our guys that go into uh, uh, you know. Uh, service a home and, and that sort of thing. They they love posting their work. It's an encouragement booster to actually see their work being posted on the company's social media. It's 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 great. Oh, it's really good. Do you have that as part of your SLPs at all? Like pictures so, or some of that? So we do. I mean, there has to be. Uh, so specifically with an SLP, it's in our employee handbook that uh, when it relates to social media posts, um, it just can't be uh, of a specific client uh, and or personal items in the background, uh, as well as address or client information. So we can't have you taking a picture of an invoice and how much they paid and all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so there, there are some guidelines on that. Yeah. But uh, I do encourage, uh, you know, as far as professionalism, work, workmanship, um, our guys are allowed to post whatever whatever they feel uh, they, they want to showcase, um, you know, and, um, yeah, I think it's very important. Once again, it goes back to it's a it's a it's a morale booster, um, and I actually I enjoy seeing the content. I mean, me as an owner, I oftentimes don't get to see what my guys are doing out in the field. So if I'm on social media and I'm following them, uh, which I am, uh, I see something come across the the wire, uh, such as a water heater that they installed that looks just absolutely perfect. Guess what I'm going to do the next day? I'm going to be like, you know what, uh, you know. I'm, Carlos, my technician, I'm going to say, hey, Carlos, you know, I saw your post on that water heater. Great job, man. That was awesome. So, um, so it, it definitely helps. It, well, it works. I love that you're involving them in this stuff too. I think it's beautiful yeah. and it's fun. It's fun as a, yeah, like you said, it's fun to share stuff that you did. Um, it's fun. I want, I honestly, I want to keep on picking your brain, Mike. Uh, I know you talk a lot about like make maintaining ethical practices and, and obviously proper training and, SOPs. This one went a little bit more towards the lead gen call volume marketing stuff, but maybe I'll have you on again in the future. And I really appreciate you taking the time. It's a scary time for other home service business owners. And especially sometimes when you're not as established and there's like what, let's say seasonality or other just ups and downs, it gets scary. And like, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it comes back like there's always there's there's uh, there's always uh, up to the down when there is an economic downturn. And there's also up to the down when there's seasonality and it's hard to know what's what. Right. Um, but I would just want to encourage you guys out there, stay diligent, stay focused on your long term reputation and it will serve you. 100 percent. 100 percent. The more we can stay out of that, like breathy um i don't know the stay out of the like short-term mindset the like i need leads and i just I'm, you know like the more we can stay in the relationship focused long-term stuff then it's just it's going to serve us well it'll serve you and the community much better and all of your employees will be happy at the end so i agree with that 100 <laughs> percent mike you the man dude thanks for taking the time to hang out with us um what is where is a place where people can go check out you and the company? Yeah, thank you, man. No, and I appreciate you coming, uh, inviting me on, and this has been great. Um, absolutely, you know, uh, if you want to check out our company, it's the Family Plumber. You can check out our website, thefamilyplumber.com. 
more more so with PHEC because I am heavily involved. Uh, there's two websites specifically that you can check out, um, phcc.web.org, uh, um, which is our national website, as well as phcc uh, slash orsb.com, which is our local chapter here in Orange County. Um, and it's a great organization. I encourage anybody to look into it. Uh, PHEC does, again, stand for Plumbing, Cooling, Co- Plumbing Heating, Cooling Contractors. It's a, it's a mouthful, but... Um, but it's a great organization. So you guys can check me out there and uh, on social media, uh, SoCal Plum Guy on Instagram and uh, Mike Prinkavich on, on Facebook. So. Awesome. Thank you, sir. And the podcast is put on by hookagency.com, hook agency all over social. And I really appreciate you joining us and join us for the next episode. All right, bye. Man, I appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Yes, sir. Thanks.